0: Welcome, everybody, to The Call-Up with your host, hosts, Daniel Holloway and Gabe Lloyd. How are we, Gabe?
1: Doing well.
0: Do I sound funny right now? Sorry. Do I sound funny? More than normal? sound the same. Okay.
1: I didn't hear any music, though.
0: You did Nope. Oh, well, we're going to find out if it worked or not. Well, welcome to The Call-Up, everybody. (laughs) that's what happens after a long weekend four days off two dudes traveling
1: you weren't off you were working the stage this weekend that's
0: true how was
1: your first stage experience
0: I had a blast I raised $238 for a crowd prime on the first night for the women's race so that was pretty chill I was running around the home stretch just like with my hat off asking for people for money
1: oh
0: nice it's quite a thrill to get just dollar bills thrown at you yeah i can see the appeal
1: did you see the thing i did at somerville this year no i ran around with a pretzel bucket (laughs) and raced and got some money for the for the pro men's race that way yeah Yeah. i like that you and me are thinking the same
0: things
1: (laughs) i like this i like this that's the way to do it crowd engagement
0: yeah it was fun yeah and then uh i got to do the women's call-ups on the last day Oh, and that right. was fun. So, um,
1: did you get any juicy information? I know you're scrounging around.
0: <laughs> I was, um, I was trying to dig pretty deep, and I got like, I got some fun stuff. Nothing like ultra juicy, but it was fun. I think uh, a little different than preusge. Oh yeah. Um, and you I gave got, me
1: an it, example. We weren't pretty there. good. It wasn't live. It wasn't live streamed.
0: Pretty good writer feedback. Um, but I was texting with Aubrey Drummond's mom. And so she gave me some dirt, not dirt, but like you know, <laughs> kind of around town. Her nickname's Obzilla. Um, people like her power her her braid that she races in was like her power braid. Oh, she's very um into like she gets her nails done before every race. Yeah, she just seems like a very fun girl. Okay, you know, she's young. Like it was also pretty cool that like her breakout race was gateway in 2021. Okay. So, um, yeah, all that. Paula Munez is like the queen of rice for Miami Knights. found the that queen out. Of rice. Queen of rice. Apparently she's the only one that can make rice for that team. Cause she's so good at it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, what's, Oh my God. Harry Owen lives in a clock tower at home in England. What? Yeah.
1: Wow. That's like that's straight out of like a fairy tale, yeah. Pretty much,
0: yeah. And she loves wow. Mini Coopers, which I mean, is like that makes know.
1: sense. Yeah. That's on brand.
0: Hello there, oh, I drive on Mini Cooper.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was uh, it was fun. Um, yeah, I think I even got a compliment from the Schneider sisters. So I think, wow, if they're, if they're throwing those away, they don't just throw those out.
1: Definitely not. You got to earn <laughs> your. Bread peddler comments.
0: Yeah, but no, it was, uh, it was it was fun all around. I had a really good time. Um, great working with Frank was great. He didn't he didn't kick me off the stage. Uh, none of the other That's staff cool. wanted to strangle me. I don't think
1: the no. officials weren't annoyed with you.
0: No, they were. No. You know, I had my thoughts about officials <laughs> up to this point. I've had my run-ins. Yeah. We've got a, there's a couple that are like fun you know like good people like we just i've I've um built relationships with over the over the race years um but yeah no those those group this group of officials at Gateway cup changed my mind about officials can't judge a book by the cover that was a fun group cool it was a fun group yeah, yeah. it's
1: funny how you' were, we were talking on the last episode about well the indie episode. Kiss up to the
0: uh, officials. Okay. Go, go nod, nod, wink, wink, shake hands, say thank you. You did great. Yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah, it goes a long, yep. Way. Yep.
1: Goes a long uh, way, man. Our world is small.
0: Yeah. Also, shout out to my boys in the timing trailer. Those guys were those guys were a riot. They were fun.
1: That was a tough gig, frankly. Like, <laughs> they're in there all day doing the good work. Yeah. You know,
0: but it's also funny being on stage all day and just the... The requests or questions or all all the just shenanigans that happen behind that stage and in that trailer from all categories of writers is like, what? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. okay. (laughs) Strange. Yeah,
1: the questions that come out when you're on the backstage of stuff are kind of interesting, just like what people's priorities are, like all this stuff is going on and then their little microcosm is still very important. And I find that interesting to
0: also, to. also I've done it once and oh, I did it four times. I did it four, four days in a row, <laughs> first weekend, but by golly, do not ask for a call birthdays don't get you a call-up anniversaries don't get you a call-up <laughs> don't don't come like five minutes before your race and ask for a call-up because of no go win a bike race go win a couple bike races win races at that race series be in the the top 10 of an overall series and that'll get you a call-up win a jersey you know, get a second national citizens, something for a country that doesn't have cycling and get that jersey. But don't, Did, for the life of me, were, ask a call people, up for birthdays.
1: Were people, were people just asking you or were they asking you and Frankie?
0: I'm not going to go into any more than just don't ask for call ups for birthdays. <sighs>
1: I think you're Or anniversaries. I think that's what happened there. I think that people saw you. they are the fresh. No,
0: no, it wasn't just like, me. Really? Yeah. And if
1: I give people a stare down when they come, when they start walking towards me, I just look at them <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna think about this. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna ask for it."
0: Yeah, and I mean, still, like, respectfully, like, there's like, out of say, like, we we'll just pick the ACC circuit. There's no, like there's one, if we're talking about specifically ACC courses, there's one, maybe two, you'd like, I'd be like front row would be like pretty helpful, but yeah, you want to call up it like crabby Hill? That's also helpful, but it's not an ACC race, but there's like five, maybe nationwide. If I went coast to coast and raced somehow could race every race. There's less than 10 that I would ever want to call upon. Or need a call upon?
1: Yeah, but I mean, having watched you race, <laughs> I th- I think that like the I don't think people understand how to race. Like that was a cool. I mean, I okay. think we're gonna get into before planner,
0: we get, but, before we continue. Yeah. Then, if you feel like you need a call up for a course, uh-huh. get your collective crap together, find staging, and place yourself there
1: yeah the race before the race
0: the race before the race and if you think it's that important you prioritize that don't try to like sneak around and think that somebody's going to like call your name so you get to the front row and like also there's like how many race series are, like across the country that other than the pro race give call ups there's shout outs like though they're, they're like at the lines like oh race leader is you know Gabe Lloyd. You know, he's wearing, he's a leader's Jersey, but like to go, to give every race a 10 minute call up procedure, it's just not feasible. No, that's two not. total. That's two total races worth of time for an event promoter. That's thousands of dollars. Like, lit, like literally like, to, like carve out that two hours of time for call ups. That means like your category four five race, dude, you like you guys aren't racing. Because the cat threes want call ups. You Uh know? Sorry, women four five, like you're not getting a race because the masters forty plus want call ups. You know? So it's just like Yeah, I mean, like you said, everybody's has their like microcosms of like what's important to them. Um
1: This is this is a pre uh preclude to what our wintertime podcast episodes yeah. going to be about,
0: and we're gonna start like call those like ramble sodes or like rantosodes come fall <laughs> winter um but no so is like it, i just do, that do you, was like the biggest to, peeve
1: do we get to be like two old men on rocking chairs on a porch somewhere like just like these kids these days always oh, asking for their call-ups
0: we'll have to source because you know we're just like bike racers so somebody's got like a rocking chair company is going to sponsor us we're going to get rocking chairs. We're going to set up green screens and make it look like we're on a porch. And we're just going to get like a Stanley mug. And you are going to get like the truck driver headset microphone set up Ooh, and just yeah. rant for an hour. Yeah. But no, seriously, like that was like the the wildest thing to see in person four days in a row. Like being there from like 9.30 through 7.00. Mm-hmm. you know and just the amount of people like asking for call-ups for birthdays or like my girlfriend or my boyfriend or like you know just sh- 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 and it's just like oh my god at least if you, like ask a call up for yourself
1: oh there was you had people coming up asking for call-ups for other people as like a present to them Not
0: even yeah just like i think i know him so i can ask
1: that is so <laughs> weird I never experienced that. It's super yeah, strange. All right. Well, this weekend, uh, Action <laughs> Pack. Congratulations on your first stage job, yeah. so to speak. Um, and I'm not trying to idea. compete with you, Gabe. Oh, I know. But I'm for hire. Very different. The, uh, this is my pet peeve, fancy that people <laughs> think that like you just hire a random commentator and they're going to just like do the thing. It's like no. There's commentators who do play by play. There's people that do color. And you hire one of each, and then you have a show. That's your free advice for the evening.
0: Yeah. Welcome. So how many, how many? How many? How many stage guys are there like me? Zero,
1: frankly. No, I mean, yeah, there's very few who actually have color insight to the depth that you have. So all the names we know, you plays. would
0: say are play-by-play guys.
1: I'm all play-by-play. Yeah, like we're we're the all biggest
0: names games. we know. The cycling world would know you would consider. Play by. Play by plays. Yeah. So every race needs a color guy. Yes. Means every race needs me. That's right. Boom, baby. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. And I've I'm worked with generous. multiple I'm, multiple color color guys, and I think that you would all agree that I'm easy to work with.
1: Yep. Listen, I'm 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 very generous here. I'm full on saying like I'm if you like your commentator right now you don't need to hire me. You need to hire <laughs> Daniel because he's going to add, he's going to add to the program in that way. But if you need a play by play guy, I to call. <laughs> uh, this weekend we had a whole lot of bike racing uh, as well. I was in Maryland just scoping out this UCI production. We're not going to get super into that, but man, it's really nice to see some, it's nice to see some big bike races. there. also nice to see some familiar faces. Um, I certainly got a lot of nice feedback from our indie episodes while I was in Maryland, and people are seemingly enjoying uh, some, of this, some of the topics that we're trying to get to. So thank you Although
0: guys Although it's very rough, much. very rough, apparently. It
1: is. Well, you know, we're learning on the job here <laughs> as we go. Uh,
0: Just want you guys to only... know, if you get what you pay for, okay? So if you're not paying, yeah. this is what you're getting.
1: Right. As soon as we turn on that subscribe uh, <laughs> for premium content button, you're going to the production value is going to go way up. So are we going but, Patreon uh, or
0: are we going OnlyFans?
1: Uh OnlyFans I think Okay. because that's where I have an account. <laughs> beef beef Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> um but it's really nice to have you guys uh you know listening in, tuning in, whatever. And yes, we will reach out to you guys and girls for uh, some insight on stuff.
0: Otherwise, All you really snitches, great... are you...
1: <laughs> all you guys all break the kind of um, <laughs> But yeah, it's really cool to see some really cool bike races Oh, we call and them informants,
0: you... right? We got, we got our informants. we building right. our pool of informants.
1: That's what we need, inside yeah. line, inside intel, whatever. We're going to r- make full use of it, and then we'll snitch on you. publicly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll send payment details
1: That's right ben, no, that <laughs> You were in St. Louis At the uh, Final stop of the American Crit Cup The Gateway Cup
0: presented by Bomarito Audi
1: Bomarito Audi Driving an RS7s around, that sounds fun Yeah uh, You had four days of racing But we're going to focus tonight on the Giro della
0: Montagna Presented by Beer. Sorry, sorry. I'm just. I'm still working. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no. You are working. <laughs> give them, give this beer company a shout out. Also, they need to send us a case. It's what a, is it?
0: It's root beer. fitz's root beer. Root beer. Bottling company. Yeah.
1: Oh wow! Root beer sponsorship.
0: That How was nice. just for the day because that's like that's like local to the the, the neighborhood. But okay. chest chestnut, chestnut chestnut chestnut. There was another brewing company that sponsored the whole event.
1: Cool. Well, thank you to both of these brewing companies, whether it's root beer or beer beer. Um, thank you for making bike racing possible. Uh, I think a lot of people tuned in to watch you race this one, which we will get into, and that was super exciting. But uh, fair is fair. We're going to start off with our uh, ladies' coverage here, which
0: mostly fair because we did, we dropped the ball. We did on the lady Sorry. coverage.
1: We are busy, so while I was in. Baltimore. Daniel was in St. Louis. I was also getting ready for the stream (laughs) Uh, with the old YouTube's and the comments and the. Well, we were trying to do some other stuff. We didn't quite get there, but that's all right. Uh, We're getting ideas out there, and that's that's the important part. Um, So let's just cover the our women's race from an overall weekend standpoint to begin with, and you had. Blue Ridge, you had Legion, you had Butcher Box, Miami Knights, LA Sweat, DNA Pro Cycling. It seemed like a pretty good field to be talking about. I mean, what's the race dynamic for our women's program this weekend?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, as you know, like my point of view all weekend, simply from the stage, right? So we're only kind of seeing from the last corner to the first corner, plus or minus. So that's like, that's my in-person, you know, view, right? It's like what I can talk about relatively cleanly and seemingly following the trend of all like previous big races is, is like the races just start slow, like not very much action going on like early days in these races. And then they start to pick up and pick up and get like, Tactically a little more aggressive, you know, uh, people attack and try to break it up. Um, and that's about kind of like, you know, what I saw, you know, from from the stage. It's kind of what, what I can report on, um, but not I, like, yeah, I really didn't see any teams going like all in, all in to really try something the last weekend of racing of the year to see if they can, something just clicks, like experiment, you know, there's not too much to lose if you just really try to go outside of your comfort level or what you think, uh, is possible.
1: Well, we had talked about, you know, this is the time of year to shake things up and to try things for 24, but also generally a time of year where people are racing for contracts as well. It's interesting to hear that maybe that wasn't occurring or maybe some, I don't know.
0: Not that I could see like blatantly from the stage. Okay. Um, but like, you know, um, Drummond right got second on day two, right. Yep. So that's a bit of a breakout ride for her in this in this type of field. Um, so it's like there was a, like a little bit of it going on, but not as much as I anticipated, I guess, or what okay. wanted to see. But again, again, it's like I'm like looking at twenty five percent of the course at best, so it's All hard right. to say like not give everybody their fair shake. 'Cause you're like the the home stretch is not always the best place to be racing. Sure. So.
1: okay. Uh well I'm looking through I was just quickly quickly clicking through these results and I'm gone through all four days. And for our pro women, it looks to me like we had one woman winning every single day. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Marleus Mahias just that's went amazing. four for four. Basically, like, uncontested. I mean, <laughs> she really? was getting. She was just, like, on a different speed this weekend.
1: Was an Olympic gold medalist and world champion Jennifer Valente an instrumental part of that lead out at all? Or.
0: I think Jennifer definitely rode into the weekend. Um, okay. Coming off travel, like, not really riding her bike after Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Um you know, getting sick as well um but I do know the last day for sure, like Jennifer was the first girl around the corner with Marleeus and tow and then yeah, on a c c day like I was occupied getting my stuff ready um and making sure the technology <laughs> was working, so um Frankie really had that gig full time, so i don't Unfortunately, I have a ton, you know, or any feedback on that race.
1: Okay. Um, well, well, we can get into that. Let's uh, do our top ten results here. Winning the race, Marleyas Mejias from Virginia Blue Ridge. In second, Samantha Schneider. In third, Skylar Schneider, both of them for the Legion of Los Angeles. In fourth, Caitlin Agnew for Butcher Box Cycling, presented by Look. In fifth, Paula Munoz for Miami Knights. In sixth, Jennifer Valente. In seventh, Andrea Sear for Miami Knights. In eighth, Alexi Ramirez for Miami Blazers. In ninth, Emily Flynn for LA Sweat. And in tenth, Kim Lucci for DNA Pro Cycling.
0: Which is crazy because like, this is one of Kim's best race results, I think, this year. Like, As she clearly won the points. Right, but being the best DNA rider and in, you know, 10th, it's definitely one of her best rides all year. And she was on, like, a borrowed bike. Airlines, oh, really? Airlines smashed up her bike on the way there. And so oh, she really? just, like, showed up on a... Poof, I, I can't even imagine how old that Orbea was. It was, like, an old, um, like, neutral bike. Like oh. the blue, black, and yellow ones. Yeah, you remember yeah. That, like, I just like saw a rope, and I was like, "What's that?" And the first day, she's like, "Oh, Delta," and I was like, "Oh, they lost your bike." And the next day, she, I was like, you "Still haven't got your bike?" She's like, "It's broken." I was like, "Oh." Um, wow. But yeah, shout out to Ms. Lucci for a top ten, tenth, and then also an eighth. Alexia Ramirez, one of her best rides yeah. for sure this year.
1: Sure. I mean, for me, I was seeing Lucci Flynn Ramirez as really good good rides for them overall. Yeah, uh, on a hard course. Season. Yeah, it, and um, that was my question. Do you think that the course favored them for some reason and took the legs out of other in general faster speediers r- finishers, or what?
0: Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure because I mean, like, I would assume we're like fancy Ramirez to be more of a traditional fast person versus like a super hard course rider and similar I feel like her, to
1: her riding has changed a little bit though. Ramirez's ride has changed over the past few years yeah. where she's been a more of a steady sort of long game versus fast speedy one. Yeah. So,
0: but then same with like Kim, like I would definitely expect her to be like more on a, a Boise type course. Uh, want that type of finish versus like a, a harder course, but like okay. Emily for sure, I think it needs like a little bit more something punchy, technical, hard for her to get be consistently in the top tens. Right on. But missing as I think whereas we didn't even Yeah, her teammate. Valdez wasn't even there. Right. And I don't know if yeah, again, like this is because I missed it. Oh, Valdez was forty first. But I don't know if there was like a crash or anything that like interrupted things for for people,
1: I mean, you raced it, and it looked to me like that hill. The hill was a speedy hill, from my perspective. Yes, King kind of
0: uphill. It's fun.
1: Certainly seemed Psych. to wear down the riders, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, um. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think overall, great rides by. Uh, you know, women that we've been seeing racing all season long, just outside the top 10 to Juliana Rutecki in 11th. There is just like another, it's just like, we're seeing sort of this like next gen sort of like pulling up, but like right outside this top five, which has been a really standard bear for us. But speaking of top five, let's look at our picks. Um, <laughs> so I'll start. I had Skylar taking the win, Marleas in second. Harriet Owen in third. Paulo Munoz in fourth. And Caitlin Agnew in fifth. That was my pick. How did I do?
0: So, Owen was a non-feature. Yeah. And then you had Munoz and Agnew. They were reversed in the finale. Yep. And you were missing Sam.
1: Right. Which... If you remember in the precast, I was like, I don't want to stack the results because every time I stack it, it goes wrong. <laughs> Should have stacked the results. Oh, well. Um, I don't know if I would have had Marlaeus winning when we did the cast a few days earlier. I really did think that Skylar coming off Worlds would have done it. But, man, Marlaeus was next level, as we already talked about.
0: So, yep. Uh,
1: and Harriet had a good night on Friday or something. Yeah, so.
0: she's on the podium first night.
1: Yeah, so I was feeling good about that, and then you know, life happens. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, oh, yeah, really my picks to- were Marleas yeah.
0: first, Skyler second, Paula Munoz third, Agnew fourth, Sam fifth. So I had the top five.
1: You had all five. Yeah unbelievable
0: so and i had agnew in fourth she was fourth so just a little and bit of swipping and swapping
1: Mar- yeah yeah. Marleus and agnew in the proper spots we were talking before the cast that we would like to come up with a scoring system because we're competitive <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna open source it i suppose yeah. i had some ideas but um yeah, if you guys have ideas for us on how to how we can score against each other in our top five picks, hit us up.
0: If we can get behind the NCL curtain and figure out that scoring system and apply it, nobody knows
1: what that <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Great reason there. So winners and losers. Final- oh, winners and losers. That's right. Uh, I mean, my winners.
0: That's a loser. Like, That's the loser noise. You got to do oh, losers yeah, I, I first. I hear it. I'm sorry. Dan. Oh, you, you're not on the soundboard? How are you I'm not on the right. soundboard? Listen, production. <laughs> God, we gotta call somebody.
1: My loser. Oof. I mean, if I'm basing it just on my picks, I have to go with Harriet. But I think facing it on the actual race, um, I guess Skyler, and I didn't get the win. Mm. Okay, interesting. I mean, that's how we've—that's how you boil these races down, frankly. <laughs> right? Where I've been like, you know, I she didn't win the bike race, and she was right there.
0: <laughs> that's they fair. That's of fair.
1: They had two of them right there, right? Like, is there a way of of changing up this tactic at all to to get at Marleas? I don't think so. Okay. So who's your loser? Let's hear it.
0: So I'm just gonna like yeah you know, play the game a little bit because we don't we didn't get to see what because it's like we Valdez and Harriet Owen aren't there, right? Like why like that seems so out of race finish character. So I'm curious, but those are two riders I would expect to be in the top ten. Yeah, but they had teammates in the top ten. Oh, So I just like did They're both Top 10 riders that weren't In the top 10 But is there like more context That really goes okay like can't be called out for that
1: I, I think don't... there has to be context Yeah.
0: Yeah So
1: <sighs> Alright well yeah. So you're going with Owen As your loser
0: I guess yeah Okay, this is the one of like in the, like in the most gray area about of all all the picks we've had. Ah all right,
1: well I, I'll take that. I mean, I had her in my top five, so there, we just certainly there's precedent there for her yeah. to be there. All right, and now
0: winners yeah.
1: winners, uh, Marleyas.
0: She crushed it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, crushed it. Yeah, I,
1: mean. I like, I mean, for me, uh, Caitlin Agnew, uh, really good to see her consistently up there, right? And I think she could be considered if we want to just have more in depth analysis. I mean, Malaya's just crushed the whole weekend, and she's the outright winner of this bike race. For me, Caitlin Agnew really coming up and through our results and showing us at the end of the season that she's figuring this sort of crit uh, puzzle out in a way that is yielding consistency. And I guess butcher box should get some credit there as well for backing her a bit and getting her at least the opportunity to get herself some results. So um, I don't know if that's an honorable mention necessarily. Yeah, could I shut just up. make her my winner. Yeah.
0: No. I mean, okay. you, could, you choose your pick.
1: I guess Agnew. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I mean, Marley has clearly won everything, so she got already got all the champagne for the whole weekend. So I'm gonna go with Caitlin Agnew as the winner of this race. There we go. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't disagree. I mean, like, yeah, Marley just the way she did it. Um, was pretty incredible to to watch. But like, for sure, shout outs Agnew, Ramirez, Flynn, Lucci. You know, four people I just wouldn't have. Well Agnew for sure expected the top 10 right like I called her in 4th and she got 4th so not nah, but yeah. but just continued shout out to see that consistent she's putting it together at the end of the season which I think can take a lot of confidence in the off season that we could see right her really um knocking on the door for wins next year
1: yeah 'Cause for me, like Agnew was my outlier, right? Like she was the risky one to put in my top five. But then for her to consistently like tag in there, both Indy and and Saint Louis, that means that you know, that's that's great strides right there. So very cool. Uh final um, thoughts? No, that's uh, that's about it. All right. On our men's coverage, then um, wow. What a weekend with you racing in Oof. this thing. Oof. Uh, yeah. Well, so first off, good job. <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> there were, uh, there was some, uh, I was, uh, I think I can, I can say this. I was talking to Cade Bickmore I can say this. after, well, we don't, we don't mention names on when we talk about race stuff, but when we're just talking about you, we can talk names. Uh, Cade Bickmore, <laughs> I was talking to him on the sidewalk after Maryland and he was like, man, I really hope he's got the fitness to like actually be in this race. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, it's going to be super cool. He's like, no, but like, yeah, I think he can do it. You know? Cause he wasn't like a strong guy, right? That's not how he was good. He was good at like just floating. I think he can do it tonight. And I was like, I hope so. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that was super cool to me. Like he just finished this UCI race and like, that's the thing he wanted to talk to me about. Um, how'd you feel in there man like what was going through your i mean we listened to your race and i think a lot of people <laughs> tuned in there are actually like almost 400 people watching the thing by the end of it which is very cool
0: um yeah was, i like, think 2500 views yeah
1: at this point it's, it's crawling yeah uh just like
0: i was <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah talk to us about that real
0: quick i mean i was like genuinely nervous like leading up to it and then just like i got on the bike and i was just like oh my god like i'm nervous i'm like for like full nerves and if you watch it or you haven't watched it like i talk about it before the race like and if it was i was talking about it and I ran into Summerhill, and it was like a perfect distraction or else i'd have just been to keep like riding around by myself being like oh my god what did i sign myself up for i don't know like how good of an idea this was especially it's just like even if i would have had the perfect lead up like Easy morning ride, hotel, leg up, like all that stuff, not much would have changed. But I didn't account for how the wear and tear on being on the stage all day would be. Oh. And it was like, it was hot and just like uncomfortable. And it's just like, every like 15 or 20 minutes, I was like dunking my shirt in an ice cooler, you know, just like wearing a like ice cold shirt, just like try anything to just keep like body temperature down.
1: Wait, you were on stage wearing a wet shirt?
0: Oh yeah, all day leading up to the race, trying to stay, <laughs> just trying to stay any bit of cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just didn't. What, what, that didn't cross my swimsuit? mind. In the wait, wait.
1: no, wait, wait, wait. Were you wearing a swimsuit or something?
0: <laughs> no, like, no, just like a race t-shirt. that, You know, they give out like a nice sport what, tech.
1: Yeah, but wasn't the like water going down your body while you're standing on stage?
0: Well, the the trick is, like, you just soak the top half. Okay. And then, like, that, like, you don't, like, you wring it out a little bit, and then it goes down to the dry start, dry stuff. But, like, the shirt would dry out in, like, 25 minutes. Oof. Um, So I just didn't, like, mentally account or, like, anticipate that being a thing. And so that, like, had my nerves even more going, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, roasted. I mean, I had i didn't like yeah i didn't do anything like I would normally have because of like working the stage so yeah. pre-race meal was like a venti, like a 20 ounce frap from the like coffee house because i was like i need something cold i need something that's like liquid that's gonna like digest like pretty quick in caffeine and it was like that was that was like my option you know like everything else yeah. um so talk, that was like talk. pre-race <laughs>
1: Talk about hydration, actually, because you did talk about that during the race. You talked about, like, a 36-hour window of trying to stay hydrated and, like, your body flushing and stuff. Like, how did you actually stay hydrated enough for this race, or did you?
0: No, again, another, like, simple thing that I just completely overlooked and completely negated based on, like, what was happening, like, the day before. Like, on the stage, I mean, Mike and his team and Amy were amazing like having like resources like water gatorade you know things like that like you know great lunches you know so it wasn't like i was like dehydrated like there was no water for us right so i was like it was hot like you just naturally drink water so it's like i was had been drinking the days before and you know all that stuff but not anything i didn't go full dork right i didn't do, do like full pedialyte protocol i didn't you know have other hydration mixes you know, like that I was sipping on. Right, it was just like literally only water and frappuccino and two Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and wow. like I think if you like you rewatch I talk about like part of the joke was like ask Frankie what I had for lunch because it's coming up. Because yeah, yeah, he's like you had you had a frappuccino, you had dairy are you sure that's a good idea? <laughs> I was like, it's what I could get, man. <laughs> it's just like, I am figure. I've also figures crossed that this works out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So and just like a few things, like increase the nerves, uh, a bit. And then, yeah, just, it took like 15 ish minutes, 20 minutes to get like comfortable ish again, driving the bike, like, you know, corner ones like, um, Cambered out right so okay it's not like the greatest you know it's off cambered two two's tight three is simple and four has just like this awkward enough bump in it it is like back in the day it's like if you it's so funny my perception of these races from when i raced them like oh super simple no problem like you know all the details, like, I just forget about because they didn't bother me. Yeah. But now being, like, where I'm at now, it's just like, fuck, that's, like, off-cambered. I just wish it wasn't so I could, like, just go into it a little more, you know, In this corner four being, like, a little bit of, like, a rodeo on a bike I haven't ridden that long, you know, not ultra confident, you know, like I was. Uh, so just, like, figuring that out. And, like, I think you can see, like, me figuring it out in the back, heckling it, Heckling people, talking to people, getting my getting the feel, and then it was like okay, a I feel good enough to like go get in the front of the race and make sure that like I'm not a hazard, you know, and like figure my own shit out before getting up there, and then you know feeling confident to, to stay up there easily and all, all that other stuff.
1: Well, I was I was a little nervous watching the beginning of this because <laughs> you're, you're like on the start line. You're talking. and You're like, I only fit in a large skin suit nowadays. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And he's like, I think there's a hill in this. And then we start racing, and it's just like bodies passing you, passing, <laughs> passing, passing. And Casey's like, Is he all right? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, We're just thinking good thoughts right now. And you like, we're tailgunning the race. And Casey's like, I don't know if he can tailgun this thing like the whole time. And I was like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> And you, uh, you had this little moment that uh, Sam Sam Rosenholz in the comments on YouTube said that you called me and Cheps out, but I think that what you were doing was actually trying to educate, like sort of the what it's like to race in the back and middle of fields, like where we used to race, and like you actually realized like how hard that is. (laughs) I was wondering if you could just talk about that for for like. A few seconds about just sort of that moment where you're like, oh, this is what Gabe and Adam <laughs> used to deal with like all the time. And, but then also talk about how you got out of that in your
0: current like form and, and how you did that. Well, that's the information you have to pay for. Right. But be- <laughs> experience what you guys experience at times and like, you know, not for, you know, Adam, like, would end up there for doing, like, the first half of the race super hard for his team, right? And then he would just trickle back there and, like, finish finish out the race there because he he's done his work. And that's how he ended up there some of the times, especially as he got better. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, right, he definitely, like, started the race, and that's where he existed. <laughs> and then as he got yeah. better and, like, on, you know, started learning, he, he was able to get himself out of there and would only go back there because of fatigue, I can't fully speak from how you ended up there, but you being there and just hearing those stories, is just like that collective group, that bubble just makes it hard on each other unknowingly. And it's like, you get to a point of like fatigue and tiredness where you guys like just insulate your vision about being all about yourself and survival and not like the greater good. Whereas like the front of the group is like, more like more calm a little more chill and lets the flow happen and so they let people take wheels they let gaps open you know and it's just like more of a dance whereas like back there's like a bit more of a mosh pit <laughs> <laughs> you know like if it's if you can just like envision what a mosh pit looks like, and it's just people banging and fighting for space right and just all that and then you look at dancing <laughs> an orchestra effort. Right. Or that it's like, that's the front of the race and it ebbs and it flows. And you know, it's like a school of fish, you know? Uh, and so it's just like, yeah, the first time that I can ever remember being in that situation for more than a half a lap, like having to sit in there and process it and experience it and like go, Oh, this is this world. I have yeah. the process of it, and I was like, "Okay, now I got to think about how to, how to get myself out of here without exactly. without tanking my race with my current fitness."
1: And that was my wonder when I was watching you is that I wasn't sure if he, I wasn't sure if you could get out of it in in the moment. Me and either. then you like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that was my my thought is because you were there, and I was like, "Oof!" Like maybe this race is harder than we thought. But then you you ended up having this this moment where you were able to like just push it's like you. I, so without giving away the sauce sort of thing, you basically got to the front without pedaling. <laughs> and I thought that was really magical, right? Like that was the thing where that was the key of races that I never got. Like there were a number of moments in the, in the feed. Y- y'all, by the way, y'all should go back. It's on the American Crick cup YouTube channel, go under the live videos and you'll see it there. Um, there's a mo- there are a number of moments in this event where we're talking about it's like in the first twenty ish minutes or so. Guys are taking a lot of pedal strokes to move themselves up. And there's this one I don't know exactly where it is, but this kid took a bunch of pedal strokes. Number and seventy. Then you were on exactly. You were on <laughs> his wheel. Number seventy, you were on his wheel again on the next lap. And you just went off on you didn't go off. You 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 expounded upon how you expended so much less energy than this person. And I was like, Oh, I was number seven. <laughs> right. Like I was that guy all the time. And I think I did that. I think I made those errors a lot more at the national level races than the regional level races, because I was just more anxious at the bigger races for some reason. Um, but I feel like I was, I don't think we have time really to get into this, but Basically, it was just really interesting for me to watch you get out of that, that mosh pit in a way that didn't require fitness because I think a lot of people have this perception that you have to be a Zwift warrior and have Watts in order to like get out of those situations. And you just like floated in a way that was very... Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say casual, but it was a float. And I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just... Getting like like I had to spend a lot of mental capacity like figuring out that area, and that like that flow that dance, to then see the path the path out of it after a few laps, and then watching that guy like number seventy just like do some like long bombs and just knowing like at five laps the first five laps of like any of these big crits like you're back there you're back there just take the ride, just like settle in don't even think about the front of the race like it is what it is mm-hmm. you know like you're a hundred if there's a hundred riders and you're all just say three feet long that's 300 feet that's a football field where are you going you're an alien are you gonna teleport like what what are you <laughs> doing you know like that's so like where you where are you gonna go especially if you don't have the ability to just in the calmness to be patient and if you don't have the, the package to just do five guys at a time, you know, and do that way. And you think like the move is just do one big one and make up 40 and then go to the place where you want to move up and you're resting in that place and you lose all the positions. And then you don't have, you can't drive your bike downhill and you lose more positions. And then by the time you get back to the bottom of the course, you end up back at the back with me. You know, it's basically what 70 was doing for a handful, like a handful of laps. And so it's just, you know, I was watching him do his race and going, okay, that's not working, you know, and not just like singling him out, like as, but it's just like, okay, that's not getting this rider anywhere today on this course with this group. Okay. Don't, don't do that. Like, that's not going to work. What's this guy doing? He's, that's not working. Oh, this is, I was around a guy and i've watched him pick 5 10 15 20 he's he's now 30 riders up i can see him you know so what he did works and so it's like just doing the calculations right getting out of the hub in front of me and watching what's working what's not working around me mm-hmm. you know even with riders like i didn't even know right like what's working for guys and what's not working for guys like what inside the whole app does that work yes or no Outside the whole app, does that work? Yes or no. Inside here, outside there, yes, no. Right, like just processing, building that. Like you're becoming like your own AI machine, like getting all this data, and then picking the path of of all that data that's has the least resistance. Yeah. And if you watch, right. like I'm, I hang out with Veal for like a lap or two. Yeah. Figure it out, and it's like I kind of zone in on like needing for my fitness level to like just get out of there. Like I didn't want to exist personally and also for footage sake as well. But I move up and I don't see Ed again, right? The whole race until right. like one to go. And he goes and he gets like 20 second, I think at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I'd love to like see his power file just to understand again, Ed's like a very experienced crafty writer. So it's like he may just have a lot more laps and experience back in the, you know, in the, in the mosh pit to, to find ease back there, you know, and be able to exist and know and be comfortable to be able to, like, put a lot of energy into the last five laps to get 22nd. I think
1: reading the YouTube comments and then getting some other messages from mutual friends of ours is that there was an interesting realization of composure that you exuded that I think a lot of people, myself included, right? Like I think that every time I'm discussing my racing situation, we, uh, you know, it's about my anxiety in the race, right? Like that's the simplest way of talking about it. And you were talking, you were talking in the race, but you were really, everything you just described here in the past few minutes, even, it's all about composure. It's all about, focus and just breaking things down and analyzing what's going on around you and i thought that was one of the best sort of realization moments and i think that's proven in some of the comments on the youtube channel as well that people are just wow there's so much going on here that's not just about pedaling and the things that you were picking out in particular were very interesting to people so
0: we're gonna to get to our bike race here real quick, but I think overall. I don't know anything about that, it. I couldn't tell you what what went down other than the exactly. suffering. I
1: I frankly don't know either. I didn't really know there was even a breakaway, but um, uh, you know, I think it was really really cool project. I hope that uh, I hope that you get to do it again, and uh, yeah, that it was it was just a really amazing eye opening. Yeah, I think everybody that
0: participated in, like me, you, um. Mike, you know, and, and Peter, and you know, some other people, you know, kind of a part of the team that kind of all kind of collected around this, and I reached out for help, and do they want to partic- participate, and all that really came together. I think we learned a ton in a short amount of time that yeah. like the next product would be like actually exponentially more better, mo better, um, mo better, <laughs> um, and so yeah, I think the the next one would be. A way better fan experience, um, partly because I potentially have more time to get fit, <laughs> but technology-wise, communication stuff, I think we could easily um, and have already ideas and tools in place to like increase increase Absolutely. that side of the package. Um, so it would be super fun.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. I think uh, we all learned a lot there's a lot of tools out there that people made us aware of during the show that would help us out so thank you very much for that and uh we're looking forward to the next one for sure reach out if you'd like to talk about that project at all um, to either one of us and we'll make that happen well let's talk about bike races here real quick I'm gonna go through our results and then we're gonna do our picks and then
0: I do do, like kind of know what happened like I was there I was okay (laughs) It was, no, it was pretty good. hard. You guys were throwing bombs. There was a good race. Like, Dushan was protecting his uh, sprint points as well. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, pretty good action um, for those, which I think was causing some of the, you know, stiff pace. I mean, I was, like, talking to Summerhill after, and he's like, he's like, I thought for sure where there was going to be a moment where we were, like, it's going to be, like, fast on downhill and, like, chill. He's like, we were going 60k an hour both ways, you know, or, like, even, like, downhill, it's like faster, but we were like up the hill, it was like lots of laps going 60k an hour on the back stretch wow. up the hill, which is like, Wow, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and there was that one lap, I'm like, Oh, we're doing 400, 500, 600, 700, eight. Why are we going this? This is unnecessary. <laughs> um, you know, it's like one guy was up there just like, just doing a full ramp up across the top, and it was just like, Why? There's like one guy at the front, it's you know, silly tactics from somebody that. Shouldn't have been wasting energy in that capacity. But so it was on, you know, and it was like splitting up. And at one point, like, I just kept looking up. It was like one rider still off the front. And it was Travieso, I think. And he was just by himself. And I was like, okay, he's got to get caught soon. so, like, chill out. And I look up, and it's like one rider still, like, 10 seconds. I'm like, what in the fuck? And I, at the time, I didn't know. And at some point, like, I think in the stream, I was just like, who is it? It's like there's like it's got to be a Rango. Like there's like one guy, you know, and clearly Frank, you know. But from what I'd seen, how Frank was racing just weeks previous, I didn't think that he was going to be doing that type of effort, but clearly capable. I was like, oh my god, oh like just unreal. And then it just finally the brake kind of just pieced itself together up the front, and then like Summerhill like teleported across it. Like one, like doing down the home stretch, like one lap, he was like 15 wheels back. And then the next lap, he was in the breakaway that already had like 20 seconds or something. Did he go
1: on the hill? Do you know?
0: He went, yeah, on the backside somewhere by himself. Okay. Like it was yeah. there and he's like, ah, oh, I should be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then that was basically the move. And then per usual, you know, Butcher ButcherBox missed it and Roadhouse missed it. Yeah. You know, and the onus more being on ButcherBox missing it more than, you know, Roadhouse um, for the level of program, respectively, those those are. Because um, it was just is like, because I was like looking around, that, I'm like, who's, I could see the like Blazers guy made it. So like, they're not chasing, they're not, like, I was trying to piece it together at the front. I'm like, why are we still going so hard? Like, sure, there's nine guys at the road who, it should be like one's silly guys missed it and they're only going to do like half turns.
1: But Texas, re- Texas did make it though.
0: They did. Kyle did make it, but they were still racing from behind. That's why I was confused. Oh, okay. There was like the yeah guys in the back were doing silly stuff.
1: That's right. I thought I saw like Fergus Arthur or somebody like taking a monster pull at the end of the race for some reason.
0: Yeah. So my bad. Clearly, so but- Butcherbox basically like is the only team that missed it, and they didn't do any kind of relevant chase. They didn't like put a team up there. It was just like so disorganized yeah um but if they would have made it it would have been brilliant i could have like it would have chilled out it would have been awesome (laughs) but it's (laughs) like again one of those things where Butcherbox did still have numbers and strength to like go and then all the other teams were like protecting their position so it was like this fast kind of like washing machine it was kind of continuing that like accelerations and what what have you? And then, yeah, then it was bananas like the last two laps because ACG had Danny up there, so they weren't doing a full lead out. Um, Denver, both guys were up there. Miami Knights up there. Blazers had Tanner, but so they were like a little bit confused on what lead out to do. And okay. like, yeah, if you rewatch it, it was absolute bananas. I've never seen anything like that with one lap to go at a pro crit. <laughs> like a, I like, I like, I tried to get up there, and I was hoping that it was like I was gonna catch, be placed out when it did, like get single file because the team was gonna commit. Okay, and it never did, and I just didn't have like the juice. And I, I like what I was completely missing the whole race was like snap, any kind of acceleration. I was just missing. Okay, and so like with fatigue, no snap. It was like two to go. I was just like in position, and then because there was nobody like there to drive it. It didn't get single file and just got swarmed. And I was like, I'm still kind of here, like, seeing if it's going to, like, string out. And it never did. And I just, like, didn't have the fitness to, like, move around. And I just wasn't interested in getting stuck in and fighting. You know, like, right. partly because I I didn't, you know, I had just not been driving my bike to be comfortable, to, like, to get stuck in. um, And just, like, yeah, not getting paid to eat shit, so that didn't participate yeah. there were a
1: lot of there are a lot of people watching the stream that were got very excited thinking that you might actually show us how to sprint uh, so maybe next time that's paid maybe that's paid time.
0: content as well
1: <laughs> we just like cut the feed like 30 seconds from the finish
0: <laughs> oh could you imagine <laughs> please spend about <my> five dollars yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, our top ten overall, uh, taking the win, Danny Summerhill for ACG. Congratulations, Danny, on that. Noah Granigan in second for Denver Disruptors. In third, Frank Straviesa, the Machine, for Miami Knights. In fourth, Will Harden for Project Echelon Racing. Mister Kyle Perry in fifth for Texas Roadhouse Cycling, presented by VQ Labs. In sixth, Dylan Geary. In seventh, Tanner Ward. In eighth, S. Preston I. In ninth, Jaime Castaneda. And in tenth, Brandon. Fury. Whew. How'd we do on our picks? Uh, how'd what you did do on your pick? Uh well I had Summerhill, Arango, Dushon, Morris, Castaneda. I got Danny. <laughs> I got one.
0: Yeah. Got one. How did you do? I had got Summy first. Noah second, uh-huh. Dushan third, Morris para. All right, so you got one and two. Yep, like nailed it. Nailed one it. One and two. But I didn't. I wasn't anticipating a breakaway. And if I was like if I was like really a breakaway, I definitely wouldn't have put a butcher box guy in the breakaway. <laughs> yep, um, yeah. Yeah. And I was just yeah, it's interesting that Harden made the move versus Morris. Um, yeah. I was so surprised I thought about that. That might have been like a little bit of a switch up from what we've what we've been seeing. Uh,
1: right. There's it seemed like Butcher Box was like or, or I'm sorry, Project Echelon was all like around each other at Indy. They finished like six, seven, eight or something crazy. So like they're all like sort of around the same fitnessy type of thing, maybe, but I did yeah, think, think that Morris would get there
0: this like since intelligentsia right they did a really good lead out for Cade but since that point all of a sudden they've got this like these three or four guys that kind of end up in the like the same spot in a field sprint and they're getting that like butcher box conundrum of like you guys got to like pick a horse and ride it and try you know is Uh, there
1: anything this time of year where dudes are just trying to sprint for their own results and try to get for contracts or whatever (laughs)
0: It, it happens. Is it like what you should be doing? Maybe not. But is it what guys are doing? Probably. Yeah. Well, uh Will got himself William
1: Harden. What is, what is he like to be called? Will? Billy. Mr. Harden. We're going Will. Mr. Harden got himself fourth. Good ride there. I love seeing Mr. Kyle Perry. Love that guy. There. Yeah. That's good for him. I love to see him in the top five. That's awesome. And who's Dylan Geary? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, one of these first internet kids from, uh, we saw him in Indy, right? I've seen him around here and there. I don't know his age, though, do we? Hmm. Dylan, give us a shout out. Tanner Ward was with you earlier in the race. He said it was easy. Oh, God, that's so bitch. God, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then I think we're back down in the field. So nope, what was it? Preston I made
0: the move from work hard be uh, humble. Young guy, okay. he's um, yeah, young kid talks to you know, um, I think he goes to Piedmont. So you know, Jamie Carney, okay. uh, coach, mentor, kind of guy. He's always um, gone up and asked Frankie about courses that he's never been to, and Frankie's given him you know, like this is typically what a race ends up like here, et cetera, et cetera, and you can see. I don't know if you remember or not. In the race, um, you hear a guy going, "Oh, a couple days ago, you said when you need to be in position. What uh, today? When do you need to be in position?" I was like, "Not today, not today, kid." <laughs> like, and that was, that was yeah. and that was Preston. Yeah, cool. Um, so he rode himself into that breakaway, which is awesome. And then uh, Castaneda actually won the field sprint because. Um, okay. Arango took a flyer from the breakaway to try to set up Noah, go ah. solo, make everybody work, so Noah would get a free ride into the finish. And so, if you look at the like photos, this, there's some good photos from the the finish line, looking up the hill for this the sprint finish, okay. and you can see Arango um, in that frame getting getting caught um, in that field sprint, and then he just like sits up and loses everything. So yeah, yeah, it was Castaneda, Fury, Marte, uh, Para bringing home the, the field.
1: Okay. Well, uh, winners and losers.
0: Okay. Losers. (laughs) I hate like, man, I just, like I hate to do it but they make it so easy He's like Butcherbox, box ah, do Sean ah. like did he did they spend too much energy going for green jersey points you know is that like you know if that was their objective right and then maybe he won two of them I think but I don't think it got him anywhere okay Um. so if like in race goal was like win ACC point sprints they did it but at what cost? You know? Yeah. And it's just like the cost was the breakaway in a podium. Cause it's like, you just like, you know, he's capable of it. Yeah. You know? And it's like Marte gets the pass cause he had a teammate up the road. You know, Fury gets a pass cause he had sure. a teammate up the road and it may not be like the guy you want, but that's just how the, cookie crumbles sometimes but like you don't even have a guy in the move to protect
1: that seems interesting that they uh, they didn't cover at least at least cover the break with any of them yeah like in any way shape or form so uh, I would agree with your assessment here I mean because a lot of other teams were represented and those that weren't weren't even in our
0: picks. So. Respectively, everybody but Butcherbox was yeah. not breakaway. Yeah, like there's no other like large team that that missed it. Like what what other high level aviators?
1: I guess how many people do they have there? Yeah, they, I mean, they, they get like a half pass because there's two of them. But ah, no. uh, there's only two of them. Yeah, it's like a half pass. Really? Yeah, it's a half pass. Um. Yeah, I don't see it. All right, so who's our winners? <laughs> Man. I mean, I'm going with Daniel Summerhill.
0: Yeah, yeah, he wins. <laughs> he wins it. I, after I mean, a lot of guys, and and there was still a lot of people that would after what Danny went through last weekend, have like a brutally hard week going into this and kind of fall apart from all of the turmoil. And a lot of people would think like old Summerhill probably would have. But this is Summy 3.0. He skipped 2.0. This is (laughs) Summy 3.0. And just, yeah, made it. I mean... It wasn't like a field sprint. He didn't have, you know, five guys go in front and just line it out and give him the armchair. Like, he rode across <laughs> a big gap solo to the winning breakaway yeah, to get himself in that position. And then we've seen it happen before. Danny's goofed it, being in a, in a position like this, being like, yeah, Summer Hill is going to win out of this. And he does something silly. And so to see him just you know, put all of that behind him and and do it like this. It's good on him. Totally agree.
1: I like seeing that he's putting the pieces together. Right. He unlocked it. I guess we consider that he unlocked his potential at Tulsa. Yep. You know, in the arts district when he really figured that out and it's been really cool to like be part of that season in a way. Like to watch it sort of unfold for him and um, you being such a good friend of his as well to sort of have that insight has been really nice to to watch him have a successful season in that way. Um. So yeah, congrats to Andy on that. Uh, for me, an honorable mention, Mr. Kyle Perry, uh, we talked about. But I just like again, like I, I just think it's really cool to see him up there. Um, and frankly, I like seeing Frank Trevieso and Noah Granigan like. Up in the mix, like up in the front front of our results and old man Travis. Oh my god, he's like <laughs> it's
0: amazing. How's he yeah. do it? Yeah. Hey man, he's um, done those secrets. Um No, I mean a like, very similar shout outs, you know, you know, I've was yeah, I roasted Kyle a little bit, especially about the day before he was in a breakaway that he should have won from. And I roasted him for it the day before. Um, and at the end of the day, he didn't get the win for the effort he put out. And I think that effort hurt him here by getting fifth when he should have been on the podium. Mm. Um, and so he knows it. I let him know it. I reminded him of it. (laughs) Um, but still good to see him bounce back. He had a, he's, he's another guy that came back from like a super bad concussion, um, and all that stuff. So it's good to see that he's, took the slow road to get himself back uh, to the front. And then Travieso as well was hit by a car car earlier this year. So to see him back on the mend, uh, get it back together for the end of the season and and leave leave 2023 on a high note, it's good for him.
1: Yeah, it's great. Any final thoughts here for St. Louis?
0: (sighs) If you want a live stream, it's not on day three. It's not. It's not on day four. I'll do the first two days. So, <laughs> yeah. There's that.
1: All right, we'll take that for sure. Uh, remember to t- uh, go catch that live stream over at the American Cricket Cup YouTube. We'll try to put a link of that in our show notes for you guys. And uh, coming up this weekend, we've got the Doylestown race, the Bucks County Classic, Laura Ruppert putting that on in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I'm actually not going to be there. I'm going to be working the high school mountain biking league event in Gettysburg. Um, but if you're coming to PA, enjoy it. There's some good riding out here. Book yourself for an extra day or two to go ride around. It's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful uh, other, out there, but I plan yeah. on racing go-karts and unless Woo! somebody wants to stream it for us um, or yeah, fill us in on what happened. We'll, we'll cover, but yeah, we yeah. don't have any plans to, to cover that one because it's from what we know there's just no nothing on it for us to cover right
1: so shoot us a message if anything of interest occurs and uh, but we will be back we got episodes coming up we got a lot of ideas Uh, so stick around hit that like, like subscribe share all that
0: good stuff we appreciate you thanks for tuning in catch you on the flip side have a good night